Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, August 28th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, St. Louis University researchers are studying how climate change might affect insect communication. So essentially we're having a conversation with the insect because we can play back a bunch of different signals to females and ask her how much she likes each one. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan takes us inside a research lab studying insect love songs. First, the news. A federal judge in Kansas City has blocked Missouri's law banning abortions at eight weeks. It was supposed to take effect today. Here's reporter Dan Margulies. U.S. District Judge Howard Sachs issued a preliminary injunction blocking the law, but he allowed a part of the law banning abortions on the basis of race, sex, or Down syndrome to take effect. The law was challenged by Missouri's only remaining abortion provider, Planned Parenthood in St. Louis. The clinic's medical director, Colleen McNicholas, said she was pleased Sachs preserved Missourians' right to abortion access, but was disturbed he didn't block the entire law. If the 28th comes and goes and we don't have this piece of the law also enjoined, there will be patients for whom we will not be able to take care of. A spokesman for the Missouri Attorney General's office said it was considering its next steps. I'm Dan Margulies. Missouri lawmakers will not address gun violence during next month's special legislative session. Governor Mike Parson says he will not take up the issue. The Republican says while the state needs to figure out how to reduce violence, a special session is, quote, not the correct avenue. State Representative Jerome Brown disagrees with the governor's decision. The Democrat wants to see lawmakers pass background checks for all gun purchases. Gun violence just didn't start this summer whether it's a special session, regular session, or whatever. It just needs to be addressed. Barnes says Democrats should focus on working with Republicans to find some common ground during the regular session, which starts in January. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page is upset with a new law signed by Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. It changes the makeup of the board of the Bi-State Development Corporation, which oversees area transportation. As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, the balance of power over transit in the region has shifted. Illinois has reworked the way its seats on the Bi-State Transit Board are given out. Under the new law, St. Clair County will get an additional slot. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says that's unfair. The extra seat gives St. Clair County veto power on the Bi-State Board, even though St. Louis County contributes the most money. Page said St. Louis County could consider pulling funding from Bi-State. St. Louis County is just placing Bi-State on notice. We're watching this very closely. We're going to be very sensitive to any sort of efforts by St. Clair County to um, take Bi-State in the wrong direction. Bi-State officials could not immediately be reached for comment. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. We need you to subscribe, rate, and review this daily podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, find me on Twitter at Wayne Radio. Insects can be noisy, but we can't hear most of their sounds. St. Louis University researchers are studying tiny insects called tree hoppers that serenade each other using vibrations. 
As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, they are trying to understand how climate change might affect insect love songs. When a male tree hopper is hunting for a mate, he vibrates his body and produces a special love song. They sound like Casey Fowler Finn is an assistant professor of biology at St. Louis University. She says if a female tree hopper is interested, she'll vibrate back to the male, basically her way of saying, hey there. It sounds like, mmm. Fowler Finn thought tree hopper mating songs might change at different temperatures, which could affect whether the species survives as the climate changes. So she and grad student Doan Hoxson built custom incubators using plywood and IKEA shelves plus a special laser that helps them listen to tree hoppers. The laser receives information about these tiny vibrations on the plant stem, which we then amplify and process into sounds that we can hear. Turns out they do sound different when the temperature changes. Here's a male singing at 65 degrees and another at 97 degrees. But that's not all. The team recorded these songs and played them for females to see if they still found them attractive. So essentially we're having a conversation with the insect because we can play back a bunch of different signals to females and ask her how much she likes each one. As male treehopper love songs changed across temperatures, females still recognized them, saying, yep, I'm interested in mating with you. Hoxson says that was exciting. I think when we saw that, we were just like, wow, this is awesome. She says this is just one piece of the puzzle, but it gives her some hope that insect species like the treehopper will keep on singing their love songs, even as the climate changes. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Coal mining is one of the most dangerous professions in America. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports researchers at Missouri University of Science and Technology are trying to make it safer. Large sections of coal mines are often sealed off when they're no longer in use. Those seals need to hold back combustible gases that could ignite and make a small mining accident a big and deadly explosion. Kyle Perry teaches explosives engineering at S&T. Nobody has looked at what happens if that explosion pick something up, a concrete block, a wood timber, anything that's left behind, if that explosion can pick that up and start hurling it at these seals, are they going to become cracked, allowing air to pass through? So Perry and his students are testing the seals by building a big cannon and shooting things at them. Fire in the hole! At the school's experimental mine operation, they are loading up an eight-foot cannon with the kinds of things that might be lying around in a mine, hard hats, tools, and pieces of machines to see if they would crack the seal during an explosion. Today, they're testing a 20-pound block of concrete. We are firing in three, two, one. Master's degree student Ethan Stewart examines the thick concrete barrier and says the projectile seems to have only done surface damage. We're trying to see if it'll actually crack the slab all the way through. Stewart and Perry will keep shooting things at different kinds of mining seals and then come up with recommendations on how they can be safer. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Maria Altman edited Shayla Farzan's piece on research into insect love songs. There's a phrase I never thought I'd say. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.